Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Again, thank you all so much for worshiping with us all together. Our great worship leaders have ushered us into the presence of God, and we know that God's yes and amen. That's it. And so today, my friends, I've always been told that music is essential for the soul. As I told you last week, music is going to be a bit of our central focus this month as we continue our discussion about playlists from the Psalms. We're going to create our own little playlist. We put two songs on there last week. You even got to see me dance a bit. But last week, we talked all about God's protection. We want to build on volume one protection and introduce the second installment. I like to call it the song. And the title of this song is The Playback is Real. The Playback is Real from Psalm 105. Friends, there are times where songs shows, and more deserve to be repeated. Personally, I love a good rerun myself. You know, I like listening to the same songs more than a few times. And I know, I know, I know, some of you may say, Josh, that is weird. It may be. But it's my firm belief that one cannot capture every single thing on the first go around. We often miss the important lyrics of songs, the intentional background or supporting cast in shows when we watch it only one time. Yet when we repeat these songs and rewind these shows, we see and listen with new eyes and ears like never before. Today, I do believe that we're going to see in Psalm 105 that there's a joy and important factor of playing back some of life's experiences. But you know, we're just going to look at the first 22 verses of Psalm 105. We can't even unpack all of Psalm 105 because it's so rich and awesome. You see, the playback is real in Psalm 105, so much so that I'm going to take verses 1 through 22, and we're inviting my brother and friend, Dr. Daryl Hall, who's going to finish it up for us next week. You see, in Psalm 105, you classify this psalm as a hallelujah hymn. You see, in the first 22 verses of this psalm, there are some intentional reruns which do occur. David is playing back some of God's greatest hits and miracles to the people and the history of Israel. But to establish the pattern of this psalm, I'm about to teach you everything you need to know in three simple words. Wherever you are, coffee shop, restroom, Living room, car, laptop, wherever. Repeat these three words after me and you'll have Psalm 105. Playback, remember, praise. 
I mixed it up for you. But basically, you're going to see that praise, remember, and playback is all David is doing in this psalm. You see, we start in the land of praise to praise. You know, that means to show adoration to God, to honor God, to show excellence of God and express thanksgiving to God. I love the way that Dylan Burroughs, a great famous author, described praising God. He said that even if God never did another good thing in our lives, we could spend the rest of this life praising him for what he has already done. Isn't that true? You see, praising God shows our allegiance to God. It says, God, I belong to you. And it also deflates our pride. My good brother David, he knew a lot about deflating his pride and pushing and pointing people Godward. Because listen to how what David says in the praise portion of this psalm. He says in Psalm 105, kicks it off just like this. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Listen to his words. Proclaim the name of the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Tell other people about the Lord. Go to the Lord about everything and God will give you strength. David in happiness and praise tells us that yes, we should praise God, but in a specific way. He's telling us that our lives should honor and praise and glorify God. You see, I love church people, y'all. I, I really do. I love all people, but church people, they are something else. We are something else. I mean it. We love to use language that nobody else knows. But I love David in this psalm because he really doesn't use church language. He takes it from the top shelf and puts it on the bottom shelf and tells us that we should live lives which praise God. See, our lives should be true statements about how good God is. And for us to live lives which glorify God, we must take pride out of our hearts. You know pride, that puffed up attitude or that cup of great I am juice. It has to be poured out in order for us to praise God. David not only shared this sentiment in Psalm 105, but if you rewind and play back Psalm 27, verse 8, you're going to hear the same sentiment. In Psalm 27, verse 8, David says, my heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. You see, we seek God's face as we allow God to form us, to mold us, and to shape us into whatever God wants us to be. We seek God's face when we say, God, please control my speech. And we don't just fly off the handle and say everything we want to say. We seek God's face by allowing God into our heart and literally saying, God, you can have open heart surgery in my heart. And whatever is not supposed to be there, you rid me of it. And so that po I pose a question to you. Are you that willing to really pray and say, God, have open heart surgery with me. Whatever's not in, supposed to be in my heart, will you rid me of it? Are you that willing to really say, God, take the pride, the foolishness, the anger, the hate away from my heart so that I can be what you tell me to be and live a life that praises you? If you're not ready for that, we need to get there. 
Because that is the only way that we can follow the sentiment of in John, what tells us that we should worship God and they that worship God must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. God doesn't want a fabricated praise. He wants authentic praise. And that's what David is instructing us to do. We praise God by literally living authentic lives. Sing songs, yes, with a pure heart. Live a life with a pure heart. Proclaim his name with a pure heart, but also tell of his wonderful acts with a pure heart. God, have open heart surgery with us. But yet David shifts from praising God to telling us there we need to remember God. I've always said that many of us don't need more or new miracles to occur. We just need better memories to think back to all that God has done. You see, David tells us smack dab right there in verse 5 of Psalm 105. He says, remember. It doesn't get any plainer than that. He says, remember the wonders he has done. God's miracles and God's judgments he pronounced. See, David, he gets personal in this psalm. He tells the people of Israel, hey, I want you to remember all the great, the wondrous, the magnanimous works that God performed, not just for you, but think back some more to your ancestors. He says, think about the justice and the judgments that God allowed to be manifested during their time as well as your time. David is literally telling us, he's saying, think back to what God has done and that will help you praise God right now. Friends, we often find ourselves in the pit of despair because we neglect to remember everything God has done. We tend to roll around in our problem. We tend to look at our problem. We tend to focus on our problem instead of realizing that God has defeated problems way bigger than this in the past. And so I want you to do something. The next time you're encountered with a challenge or a problem, I want you to go to a person older than you and, and ask, excuse me, can you give me a time in your life where God blessed you or protected you? Maybe they may say, hey, I don't know one. And if they don't know one, hey, guess what? Go online to Google and type in, hey, encouraging stories of God's protection. And once you read those stories or hear those stories from that person, the elders that are older than you, I guarantee that you will look back over your life with new lenses and you'll begin to say, you know what? My problem may be big, but my God is bigger. My problem may be a lot, but God is almighty. And when you look at your problem, you will see it with new lenses and you will be rest and reassured that God will fight for you. Friends, I want you to know we need a healthy dosage of remembrance <laughs> because when we remember in an effective manner we graduate to having what David would call in the Bible a Psalm 40 verse 5 mentality you may say Josh what in the world are you talking about David he says in Psalm 40 verse 5 listen to this David did a whole lot of remembering when he says many many Lord my God are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. That's remembering. 
See, having a Psalm 40 verse 5 mentality means that you always remember God and that your circumstance will not hurt you and make you say God hadn't done anything for me. You see, friends, remembering is healthy for us. It's healthy to your faith life, but it's also healthy to your physical life. Because as we remember, we recall how blessed we are. As we remember, we recount that God loves us. As we remember, we unfold the unconditional blessings that God has for us. And as we remember, guess what? We unravel the despair and focus on the divine. See, as we remember, our perspective shifts from our problem to God. (laughs) And I'm going to ask you that. Have you remembered today? What are you so focused on at the moment? Are you focused on the world's problems? Are you focused on the God that can fight the battle? Some people say, got milk? I'm going to ask you, do you have remembrance? Do that today. We saw in Psalm 105 that David has told us and instructed us to praise. Praise God authentically. Praise God truthfully. He's told us to remember. It's healthy to remember with our faith life and our physical life, but yet David tells us in contemporary terms that the playback is real in verses 8 through 25. But I love the way the second century lawyer Cicero once said this, that memory is the treasury and guardian of all things. How we play back, how we remember experiences in our minds can hinder us or it can liberate us. You see, David is even more specific with the children of Israel in the 105th Psalm. He tells them, hey, I'm going to play back some things for you in case you don't remember it. And what he does in verses 8 through 25 is magnificent and marvelous because he breaks down his playback in four separate scenes. In scene one, he introduces a brother by the name of Abraham. You may know him on the playground. You probably sung the song, Father Abraham had many sons, had many sons, had father. Father Abraham. Hey, you know that one. But yet he introduces this and slides us back to Genesis chapter 12. It's in Genesis chapter 12 that Abraham, and he's told that him and his offspring would reach the promised land. See, Abraham believed it. He trusted God and even built an altar near the place where God told him that he would inherit. And guess what? He received God's promise of protection. But yet there's another playback in scene two, because in scene two, in verse nine of the 105th Psalm, David slides over to the sacrificial life of a brother by the name of Isaac. I'm not talking about Isaac, our worship leader. I'm talking about Isaac. Abraham's son, and he reverses and slides back into Genesis 22. This is where God got a bit, mm. God offered some unusual and unorthodox instructions telling Abraham, hey, I know you love your son. I know you really think high of your son, but yet I even know all it took for your son to get here. But what I need for you to do at this moment is sacrifice your son to me talk about unorthodox. But you got to remember in scene one, scene one, he told Abraham, I'm giving you a promise of protection. And so what did Abraham do? He trusted the Lord. He marched up to the high place and proceeded in trying to get ready for the sacrifice. And before he could do it, the Lord stopped him. Why? Because of his promise of protection. He manifested it in scene two. 
but yet it's in scene three where a brother by the name of Jacob is introduced. You see, the Lord appeared to him in a dream. He was knocked out, y'all, slobbing on a rock as a pillow. But God told Jacob in a dream that people would be blessed through him, him and his offspring. The Lord told Jacob he would protect him and promise to never leave him. And you better know God kept that promise. We see in scene one, Abraham. We saw in scene two, Isaac. We've seen in scene three, Jacob. But the last scene of this time together is in scene four. Scene four is something else, y'all. It's gruesome. It's unjustified. And it proves that God is serious about protecting his children. It's in verse 17 of the 105th Psalm where we notice a brother by the name of Joseph. Joseph is mentioned. Joseph had it going on, y'all. Joseph was favored by God, but he was also favored by his earthly father, so much so that it made his brothers jealous. They decided, hey, we got the antidote for this thing. We're going to sell Joseph into slavery because if Joseph leaves, then all the light and attention can be on us. Oh, verse 4 is detailed a bit. Look at verses 18 through 19 in Psalm 105. The text gives us some vivid imagery as the text says they bruised Joseph's feet with shackles his neck was put into irons to what he foretold came to pass to the word of the Lord proved him true in this psalm it offers this real life account of Joseph as Joseph is sold into slavery (laughs) however we're able to see a common thread and theme (laughs) that the Lord was with every person mentioned wherever they went we're able to see a common thread and theme if we hang on to it that the Lord provided protection and peace in the midst of chaos it may have been a trying time (laughs) but the Lord was there and if you don't catch it from Abraham Isaac or Jacob you got to catch it for my brother Joseph because Joseph went through chaos on steroids but yet he traveled and kept on going and God was there and God stood right there with him and in Genesis 50 what we're able to see when we play it back is that Joseph is able to say the great phrase what you meant for evil speaking to his brothers God turned it around for my good my friends I want you to catch this today the playback is real. Sometimes in your life, you've just got to hit the rewind button before you even try to go forward. Sometimes in your life, you've got to think back that, yes, I see a problem, but I can turn my back to that problem and think back here how great God has been, how God has provided, how God kept fighting for me because the God we serve is a test taker. He's a miracle worker. He's a healer. He's a provider, and he keeps on giving to us each and every day. But what we have to learn to do is to stop throwing our blessings in the trash can when we're done with them. We've got to stop saying, okay, you work for me. I'm glad I'm good, but not keeping it on the frontal lobe of our minds. Because if we would play back sometimes, we could have faith right now. It's so interesting that every time we get on Twitter or any social media platform, we get to see something bad usually is occurring. But it's when I see this, that yes, I'm sad in the moment. And yes, I pray for those people, whomever of whatever is going on in that moment. But check this out. That's also when I say, God, 
I remember. I remember when I thought it could not get better, and it did. I remember when I thought this was the end, and it was only the beginning. And so I'm telling you that I know what the headlines are saying, but I also know that God wins. And if we believe that, if we have faith and hold on to that, and even when our faith wavers like a leaf flowing in the wind, we begin to remember it will fuel our faith. But you know what, friends? Sadly, the only time we usually play back what God has done in a person's life is usually, yes, in a church, but the casket is usually in the front. It usually takes a funeral for us to look back over a person's life and say, man, look at what God did for them. But I've always been told that we should give a person their flowers while they are living. And I believe we need to learn how to praise God even in the midst of tragedy. We need to learn how to praise God no matter what we're experiencing. And we need to learn how to remember even when so much is going on. Because the playback's real. The playback can help us. The playback propels us. And the playback lifts us out of despair. This is what David is teaching us. That we need to learn how to praise God, remember God and play back all that God has done. And so I got some homework for you, friends. I want you this week, today, after this, to literally write down five instances in your life where God has blessed or protected you. I want you to write them down. And I'm challenging each of you to read it every single day this week. I want you to read it when you're tired, just one time a day. I want you to read it when you want to go off on that person. I want you to read it when you're stressed out. I want you to read it when you're full of anxiety and watch how quickly your attitude shifts. Praise God. Remember God. Play back. Our together takeaway is this. Praise God. You heard it. Remember God. You heard it. And play back the instances of God's protection. Friends, I don't know about you, but oftentimes in my life, I've struggled to remember everything God has done. And when I'm faced with a problem, oh man, I see that problem. I don't always see God. I'm bad at that. But you may be like me, where sometimes you, God has moved so much in your life, but yet you didn't give him credit. Maybe God has moved in your life, protected you, and you don't even have a relationship with the Lord. And if that's you, I'm speaking directly to you. You accepting Jesus is what Jesus wants today. And so, my friend, if I'm speaking to you, I want you to repeat a prayer just after me. It's real short, I promise. I admit that I need Jesus. I believe that Jesus died for me. And I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. If you prayed that prayer, I'm telling you, I mean this. I'm excited for you. If we were not socially distancing, I would give you a high five or a hug. But I want you to know, if you have done that, please email me. I want to hear about it. My email address is jscott at spdl.org. 
And I promise, hey, when you email me, I will email you back or point you in a direction that someone can help you. But maybe you may say, hey, man, I need a church home. Well, guess what, man? Second Punch would love to have you. We are an imperfect body serving a perfect God, and we'd love to have you a part of the family. And so if you want to know anything about this church, feel free. Go online. See about us. Look, you may like some things. I hope you'll love some things. Friends, if by chance God has moved in your heart to sow into this ministry of All Together, feel free to go on spdl.org. There's a giving option. On the drop-down menu, you'll see All Together. Click that and place as much as the Lord moves you to sow. Friends, today, remember this. The playback is real. Praise, remember, and playback. But I told you we're building this playlist. Last week, we had songs of protection. This week, I got some great songs. They're so good, you're going to want to play them back. The first one is titled Defender. It's by Francesca Battistelli and Stephanie Gretzinger. The next song is You Keep Hope Alive by John Reddick and Mandisa. Defender and you keep hope alive. Get to listening, get to praying, but get to praising, remembering, and playing back. And guess what, guys? If you do that, I promise you'll have strength for the journey. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.